Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&D. Happy New Year, everyone. And I know... This podcast was supposed to go before 2019 hit, but I was enjoying my family and we was enjoying all the great things that, you know, the Christmas season, the New Year season brings. But I want to give this to you guys the first week of the new year, right before the first live episodes of Raw and SmackDown, which I will go back to start reviewing again once we go back live next week. So joining me is my co-host, Amanda Myth the Reality, Q-Flow, Flow the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever. Yeah. We here, man. We yeah. had a good. We had a good holiday. I yeah. mean, I traveled. I traveled out the country. And, and that's we, great. We, you got back safely too. So that's good. Yeah, sir. Yeah. So I mean, everybody had a good holiday. So you know what? Uh, the Nerd Coalition is back, and we are working on some things for a channel update, which you guys are going to get very very soon but one thing i i will say this the theme for nerd coalition moving forward in 2019 is consistency i've known for 2000 2016 2017 we were doing pretty good 2018 we fell off and we fell off hard so there had just been videos and uploads just all over the fucking place but you know what we're planning on changing that so by the time you're hearing this podcast it should be Sunday. Sunday is going to be the day that you're going to hear all the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling podcasts right before we start off a whole new week when it comes to a new week of wrestling. Now, um, like I said, uh, this right here, we're going over the best of 2018. This Sunday, you should be getting two podcasts, actually. More bang for the buck. We should be getting the best of 2018, and we should also be getting the other podcast, which we're going to talk about, which is going to be our regular main podcast. We talk about the stuff going on in wrestling and NXT and all that great stuff like that. But right now, me and Q-Flow, maybe Primetime will join a little bit later on. We're going to go over the best and the worst in WWE of 2018. There are some side things that happen outside WWE. Actually, a lot of things, but once again, we're going to mostly kind of focus here on WWE. That's what, that's what we mostly watch and stuff like that. But uh, don't worry. we will. I will talk a little bit about New Japan and talk about a little bit about the Young Bucks and the All Elite stuff like that, so I'll, I'll get to all that. Before we get to all that, 
<coughs> excuse me, still trying to get over this flu that I had. Uh, we're going to pay the bills here at Spaces Philly, which is also going through some changes in 2019 as well, which you guys will get an update of that. But make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly right here with the production company we are part of that does, uh, as of right now, the Market Dark Show and both sides. You can find our podcast on there, the No Gimmicks Need a Wrestling Podcast, the uh, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond Who did their best and worst in hip hop show, which should be going up there soon. I, I, the email has been sent, so it should be up there. Uh, if you guys have seen it, but it's the best and worst of hip hop of 2018, which is a pretty good show because I was on that show for the first half of it, so it was pretty good. Uh, and okay. also, yeah, Drunk Thoughts. And, well, you know what? I think I think it's up there. Yeah, it should I, be up there. Cause I, I emailed I remember, about two. Yeah, two I remember years. listening to like three of them. Yeah. All day at work. Yeah, so yeah, this one, the best and worst of hip hop of 2018. I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, I, I, you know, because we, we was hoping we can get you for that one also, because I was like, you know, best and worst of hip hop, I mean, that could be pretty good uh, to have Q Flow on there. And, uh, yeah. Drug Dogs, Sober Tongues also on there. Make sure you guys check us out on YouTube Premium. Well, you guys can listen to YouTube Premium also because we're going to still have these podcasts uploaded on YouTube every single weekend and the podcast apps. If you guys got Android, you can follow us on Stitcher. If you have an iPhone, you can follow us on the podcast app, Google Play, Speaker, and SoundCloud, all that stuff above. Once again, there will be a video and texting and all that stuff like that of and posting of what the new schedule will be like so you guys will not be confused anymore but the ones that stuck it out with us all 11,000 of you thank you thank you for yeah, that also don't forget don't forget join the Facebook group you can, you can talk with us if you got questions exactly join the Facebook group uh, follow us on Twitter and uh, we on Instagram as well so do all that kind of great stuff on social media you can, you, there's always somebody there to talk to as well so uh, we we go we that's another thing I want to be focus on being more interactive with the with the fan base of uh, 2019 as well because especially as I, as I found out how to do though that YouTube um, premiere stuff that they got going on yeah yeah I I, I really enjoy that so I, I plan to see a lot more of that so we got through a whole another year of wrestling and um, a lot of you know of course we have been very upset about WWE recently <laughs> and uh but you know what toward the end of the year though like yeah like end of the year it, it really just stunk up the place but you know what the best <clears throat> times in the world times yeah there we have a good and a bad thing for that so this year unlike last year where I did different categories that were going over superstar of the year and match of the year and tag team of the year we're not doing that this year I have a whole list of the best things that happened in WWE and wrestling. And then I have a worse list of things that happened in WWE and wrestling. We're going to sit there and talk about it, have a conversation about it. Then we're going to go over the uh, the ones who passed away this past year. A lot of wrestling deaths happened this year. When I go over some of the names, you can be like, oh, man, that's right. They did die this year. And then at the the, the the finish it all, me and Q Flow are gonna give our top five matches of 2018. All right. Yeah, I, I'm curious to hear, see see what you're gonna say on them top five matches. But, I feel uh, like we might have two or three, maybe not yeah. in the same spot, but we are gonna have two or three. Yeah, I, I, that we both agreed on. I I believe that. Uh, so let's start off 
let's start off the best of uh, WWE, and let's start off strong by saying the one of the most most phenomenal rookie years ever, Ronda Rousey. Yes. Yes, Ronda yes. Ronda Rousey is up there with Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar as having some of the the, the greatest rookie years of all time. Now, I agree. Yes, I don't know if you're familiar with the Kurt Angle rookie year and the Brock Lesnar rookie year, but they had some great years. But Ronda Rousey, it when she first came in, it was either going to be is she going to be Ken Shamrock or is she going to be Dan Severin? Because it was like we see, <laughs> we see those those UFC MMA stars come out, and Ken Shamrock took to the wrestling game beautifully, and Dan Severin just crapped the whole shit. And I was just like, it's either gonna be one or the other. So she came out. We had that mixed tag match at WrestleMania, which was good. I enjoyed that mixed tag match. And a lot of people did that match of the night for that WrestleMania because we was all invested in that matchup. Yep. All invested in that match. And you know uh, what it was too? What's up? Um, I know we kinda went in with shaky expectations because it's like, all right, it's Kurt Angle. We love Kurt Angle, but I mean he's old. We have to we have to live with that. Yeah. And then it's like we haven't seen Rhonda in the square circle, so it's like how will she adapt? And she adapt beautifully. She did. And everybody played their role, Triple H, Stephanie, everybody did great in their role in this matchup. And then from there, everything is uphill for her. She had a great match with uh, Nia Jackson, Money in the Bank. She won the Raw Women's Championship. And each match she's gotten so much better at. And I know people may, you know, sit there, people be on Twitter saying, well, they rehearsed that match. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do in wrestling. I mean, unless you're like a Ric Flair who can go in the ring and just call it in the ring. Everybody's not on that level just yet. You know what I'm saying? They can't. They can't. I mean, you can't really use that as an excuse. There is live footage of The Rock and Triple H practicing the match. Move hey. for move in an empty ring. Exactly. I mean, an empty I, arena. Exactly. This happens. I'm just like, so I don't, you know, but people will find a reason to hate regardless. They will find reasons to hate. And what showed me was... Y'all talk about rehearsing. How about calling that whole match with her and Charlotte on the fly at Survivor Series? Uh-huh. And that shit was beautiful. I'm mean, like, because I didn't know how that match was going to go because she only had a week's notice. The only thing practicing was with Becky Lynch. That went out the window. And she had this whole phenomenal thing with Charlotte. And that match ended up becoming one of the top matches of 2018. So Ronda had a a beautiful, a great rookie year. And I mean, like, she has headlined a lot of things for the women uh, this year. So, can you agree with that? I agree with that. And I'm, and I, I mean, don't worry. There, there, ha- there is, there is another woman on this list as well that I will get to in a minute that had a great year as well. But when it comes to the, like, rookie year, stuff like that, there are not that many superstars that you can count you can count on one hand how many superstars has had a great year as Rondas. Like Kurt Angle, one of my favorites, who came in, won the Intercontinental European Championship, then uh, won the King of the Ring and the WWE Championship all in the same year. Damn. All in the same year and went undefeated for like half that year. 
Brock Lesnar came in and not only went undefeated, he became the youngest WWE champion and defeated cleanly Hogan. Hulk Hogan, yep. Flair, Rikishi, like he, uh, The Rock, he beat all the legends. And I mean, and, and these were legends that were still, you know, from the, their prime to like still still had some gas under the tank. So, you know, these years were phenomenal. But if, if for Ronda Rousey to have the year that she's had and to pick up this wrestling thing, it was just, you know, it's remarkable. Uh, next on my list of the best of WWE in 2018, which I think goes under the radar a lot of times, 205 Live. Mm, the Triple H edition. <laughs> exactly. Tri- exactly. So ever since Enzo got fired, never <laughs> left. Yeah, because oh. he came out with a new video, by the way. But Don't, nonetheless, are you serious? <laughs> he got new yeah. on Wall Street. His, 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 his rap name is Enzo. Just capital N. Z-O. Uh, this, huh, I gotta say this. Damn, I wish I, I would. Yeah, that's definitely the worst of hip hop. So, um, that's definitely, uh, but after he left it, Neville said, I can't deal with this shit no more. Triple H said, let me take over. He put Jack Gallagher back in wrestling tights and 205 Live has taken over with Cedric Alexander. Look, three names that come to my mind for this past year. Cedric Alexander, uh-huh. Buddy Murphy, and Mustafa Ali. Those three carried 205 Live to a place to the point where I have to watch it. Yep. And uh, definitely they're, they're, they're bringing, in, bringing in a new talent. Uh, Mike Canellas has a up. job again. I'm about to say old talent, right. Leo Rush is like really good. And on top of that, with, with, with the, they took 205 Live off Raw, but now they're starting to integrate those superstars to the main roster now. Like, to mix it up with the main yeah, roster I, guys. I, yeah, they said Ali is part of SmackDown now. Like Yes, he was, first of all, he was in that Fatal 5 way that was in, on SmackDown a uh, couple nights ago. That was a good match. What was that, during Christmas? No, during New, New Year's. Years, I, pro- I, I, I probably missed it. Yeah, it I a- ain't watched during the holidays. Like I saw all the spoilers. So oh yeah, that's I just wanted to read. Yeah, that was saying. So the first live shows is uh, this coming up Monday. That's why I'm gonna get back into the reviews and everything. Okay, so, um, I'm gonna get back to watching that. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, and the matches that they they had, it was like to the point where word of mouth, the classics of the no disqualification between Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali. Then you had the uh, Buddy Murphy win the title from Cedric after going undefeated for almost a fucking year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the Cruiser was actually making it to WrestleMania, even though it was a pre-show. But they did make the main show at Survivor Series, which I, I was like, that shows me middle something. Middle of the card. Exactly. Middle of the card, which shows me something. So I was like, okay, they're, they're, they're putting more trust in the Cruiserweights. Hideo and Tommy remained healthy and, had, and him his rivalry with the... Uh, um, Mustafa Ali was real, yeah it was good. The whole Drew Gulak thing and everything, everything about two hundred five live, in that one out and bringing Drake Maverick in as the the GM, you know all those good things happened with that with the taking over Triple H. So real quick, uh, give me how how did you like two hundred five live this year? Um, I mean ever since Triple H took over, you told me to go watch and I did and 
uh, you you haven't stared me in the wrong direction. Um, and and I like that you know they're taking time to actually integrate their stars with storylines that make sense or storylines. Period. Um, you know they're giving giving their superstars a little bit of character, like like uh, TJP for instance. Now we we he, he ripping off a uh, Lucha House Party mask. Like yeah. y'all giving him something to do. Like y'all, he's not a heel just for the sake of saying, "Hey, we need more heels." Like now, it's like, okay, now I see the asshole tendencies of what he, like of his of his reasonings. Yeah. So it, you know, it's like Two Hundred Five Live has evolved. You know, it's also it's especially since they moved it to Wednesdays now. Like it's going head to head with NXT and stuff now. Right. So. You know, and I I like that. So I would like to see more stars. Like to the point now, if you know a superstar goes into two or five live, I'm not going to be mad about it because of all, how good two or five live I'm is going. All I'm saying, all I'm gonna say is they need one of them two or five live guys need to see the original cruiserweight Rey Mysterio. Yes, they do. But like I said, seeing Mustafa Ali mixing up with Rey Mysterio on Tuesday was really cool. Yeah. Was really cool. So I recommend if you go back and watch anything from the from the tape wrong and SmackDown, go see the Fatal Five Way. Alright. Um another uh, another good that we got here, Evolution. Oh, oh darn, alright, never mind. No. Okay. No. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, what was you gonna say? I was about to say Mustafa Ali pinned the, the WWE <laughs> champion, by the way. But let's let's yes, go. Yes, he did. He did. Oh, oh, oh. I, they got bright things for this kid in the future. Oh yes. But evolution. Now before WWE, there was a lot of women's pay per views already. TNA did it. Ring of Honor. No, no. Ring of Honor didn't do shit. TNA did it. And um, <laughs> so this this was nothing new here. However, I think that the women delivered on that show. They did. And. You know, credit where credit is due. They all went out there. We got some legends back. We had a decent battle royal, and I think we had one of the matches of the year with the first ever last woman standing match for between Becky and Charlotte. So I think that was the, you know that that was the best special card. Fuck Nikki Bell and Ronda. We knew what that was going to be. That that, that we went ten knew minutes where that too. Was going. That went ten minutes too long. But the the Becky and Charlotte thing was, you know, a great which reminds me, I'm gonna just add this all in here. Women's wrestling this year was phenomenal. We had do you know how many first ofs we had in one year? We had uh, the first ever women's Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. The first ever women's elimination chamber. We had the first ever women's last man standing match. We had the first ever um, women's TLC match. And we had uh, another women's Money in the Bank ladder match, which was better than last year. It, it, you know, there was just so much that happened with the women this year. It's just like, this is amazing. And we had the women main event a pay-per-view. I about to say, didn't they main event a, like a big four card? Uh... No, you know what? No. Did they main event Survivor Series? No. No, no. Something came after uh, Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar main event that one. But oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. They made main event of TLC, of course, but they didn't main event 
a big card one yet. But no, wait a minute. They main event the Royal Rumble. Oh, yep. Yep. Yes, the they did. The Women's Royal Rumble was the main event. So uh, they main evented a big one. So, you know, hey, they have come a long way. And I'm tell- telling you right now, those matches that we had, especially at Evolution for them, they, they earned that. They deserve that. They did. Yeah. And, and your thoughts on that pay-per-view because we all was together watching that show. It was way better. It definitely was way better than I expected. Um, Definitely better than, than fucking Crown Jewel. Oh, don't um, worry. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, these women did a good job. They worked hard. They sold. They promoted the hell out of this. Every woman involved. If you were a woman working in that company and you've been on TV at least twice, you were getting promoted with this whole pay-per-view. Exactly. You know, to the point where I actually kind of hope they do it again next year. I hope it's yeah. not, I hope it's not, I hope it's not like a one-off thing, but I hope they do it uh, again next year. And uh, to go along with the good, also, uh, when it comes to the women's wrestling evolution, you got to give a nod to Becky Lynch. Yep. Becky Lynch, second half of 2018, has been nothing short of phenomenal. The man, Stone Cold Becky Lynch, the way she has reinvented herself, because if you recognize in the early summer, she started winning matches. And I'm like, okay, Becky's starting to win, so they got a little storyline going with her. And then all of a sudden, she finds herself against Carmella at SummerSlam, and then Charlotte gets involved, and Charlotte pins her at SummerSlam, and all of a sudden, she just snapped. And when she snapped, Becky literally turned herself into this character that everybody can get by. First of all, she's a savage on Twitter. Sure. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I, I'm loving all the insults that she be doing or the clapbacks they call them on uh, or Corey right. Graves because she stay be getting Corey Graves the fuck out of here. But I mean, I'll, I'll give her. I'll give her some points. I mean, we some of them is just like, all right, whatever. Some of them. I mean, that's just me. I mean, you talking to a guy who watches battle rap, who studies like. I get it. I, I get it. Some of them are good. Some of them is is like is it feels forced. Okay, like, uh, I get it. Come, coming from a different side of the spectrum, from like I said, somebody who watches the battle rap stuff like that, that you 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 know you can you look at it with a different lens. Yeah, on. like I know, like like I just know I know when this is like I know when insults are authentic and when it feels forced. Uh huh. And some of these are just some of these some of them have been forced, and everybody oh burn burn. I'm like, not really, but okay. Like she, but I, but I'm not going to discredit her for her heel work though. No, I'm. I'm I will say this, for the character of the man, it works. Yeah. For the character of the man. So, you know, since, you know, we're infused with social media today, opposed to, you know, back in the day where the artists would have just been promo work, I'm saying, so, uh, you know, for her to keep trying to make herself relevant and to keep, you know, the fans on her side that way, I think that's a good platform for her to be doing it. And, you know, her matches have been just spectacular. Don't fuck this up, WWE in 2019. Please don't. Yeah, they better not. Please don't. Because her, after her, her after Nia Jackson has ruined her, you know, the end of the year, but still her, 
being able to come back as quick as she did and being in these TLC matches and stuff like that, hey, Becky Lynch is definitely one of the greatest parts of 2018. Also, somebody that was a great part of 2018 as well is your boy Seth Rollins. Oh, yes. You know, Seth, I think Seth Rollins the found his... of the company. Exactly. I think Seth Rollins has found his niche because Seth Rollins, I think, now works better as a face and a heel. Yeah. And he has found his niche that all his matches, because I'm putting him on that AJ level, and it's very rare that I put somebody on the AJ level. And what I mean by the AJ level is AJ can make damn near anybody look good. There are only a, a handful of wrestlers in the world today that have the ability, not just to put on a good match, because you got the people, to make their, but to make their yeah. part look good in that matchup as uh -huh. well. And ones that come to my mind, off the top of my head, I mean, but the handful, Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, RVD. Those men are the ones that, you know, because, you know, don't get me wrong, you got a lot of people out here, like, like you got... The Rock, Stone Cold, John Cena, they can put on a good match, but sometimes they need a good dance partner. Right. But the ones that can put on a good match, and when you when you when you put in the ring with people like Jinder Mahal, and you could get you, you can get a good match out of Jinder Mahal, or when you put in the match with Baron Corbin, and you can get a good match Mojo out of Baron Riley. Exactly, Mojo Riley, and you can get a good match out of these people. That is something special. And there's only a handful of guys that I've seen over my years of watching wrestling that can really do. Oh, Ric Flair, of course. Right. Ric Flair made Tony Atlas look good. I'm just like, yeah, so Ric Flair is one. He made Luger a legend. He made Sting Sting. That's what, you know, legends do, you know. And like I said, as more I think about it, the more it's going to come to my head, like Bret Hart and stuff like that. So he's in that, that, that exclusive class and the things right. I said first of all I knew it was going to be a decent year for Seth Rollins when he was in that he was in the garland match yeah, like an uh, hour and a half yup bruh that garland match was, was a thing of beauty back in February that was back in February that right. this That's happened third, first of all that was, you wrestled for like a third of the show exactly and you know like it, it's just amazing the things that this guy could do won in the kind of championship had a great rivalry, which is, in my opinion, one of the rivalries of the year. Dolph Ziggler versus him in the summertime. Uh -huh. The only rivalry to me that was better than that was Ciampa and Gorgano. So, but uh, I think, you know, him having, him and Dolph Ziggler, even though we got tired of it by the time, uh, you know, the worst Raw came around. But him and Dolph Ziggler just had good match after good match after good match. And him and Ambrose and him and, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre. Like, McIntyre. this man is a workhorse. I'm just like, he needs to be the one that goes up against Brock at WrestleMania. Yeah. I want to see him. To be, that. I, I want to see him be the guy, whether he wins the Royal Rumble or whether he just wins the Elimination Chamber, whatever the case may be, he needs to be the one to go up there and challenge Brock. At WrestleMania, so you, you, your thoughts on the architect? Seth Rollins is, and that's the man <coughs> right there. Nah, but uh, 
Nah, he's had a he's had a phenomenal year. He's definitely carried Raw on his shoulders, like, and that's that's very hard to do because they take all the talent, like they take I mean, you know eighty percent of the talent. But mm-hmm. yeah, and you know Seth Rollins, I agree with you. He he can wrestle a, a mop in a bucket and have a five star classic, like yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. He he, I, I I'm done with the with the with the Strowman experiment. Just get this man the belt, man. Yeah, you know what? I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, right now, I don't think... Like, I put the Strowman experiment in there with the Samoa Joe experiment. Like, you yeah. build up these very intimidating characters. And, Just to and, kill them. And, and, and to kill them down. I'm like, see, to the point where Samoa Joe is never going to be a threat to me like he was. Back when Samoa Joe was a threat to Brock Lesnar, yeah. that's where you should have pulled the trigger. But you didn't. Back when uh, Braun Strowman was, you know, being a face and destroying everybody, that's where you should have pulled the trigger. But they didn't. So then if they pull the trigger later, it's not. It, it, it's like you're not really going to care. Seth Rollins, on the other hand, this this guy, like I said, has been a workhorse. And if anybody can pull a good match out of Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, it's Seth Rollins. So that, that, that will be a real interesting dynamic, I'll say so. 2018, they have to thank him. For that as well. Uh, another thing coming. Uh, Daniel Bryan's return. Mm-hmm. I have that on the list because remember, just last year we never thought we would see this man wrestle in a ring again, ever. Right. And we knew his contract was going to come up, and he knew that uh, he wanted to wrestle. WWE was not going to let him wrestle. So we automatically thought that, hey, Daniel Bryan's going to go to All In or Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle in the Indies or go back to Ring of Honor and be the American Dragon because he's leaving. And all of a sudden, he stays and he has his comeback match at WrestleMania. Bruh, news of his of him being clear broke the internet. Yes. Y'all, Daniel Bryan being clear broke the internet more than Brie Larson's Captain Marvel trailer. That's a fact. That's been a lot. That's a fact. A lot. Because, <laughs> you know, Marvel, every time they release something, they break the internet. But no, Daniel Bryan broke the internet when that man said he is clear to wrestle. And he comes back at WrestleMania. And then on top of that, throughout the year, he kind of reinvents himself and does this whole vegan heel gimmick, which is working. <clears throat> and then the match that we wanted four years ago, we got this year, even though I thought it was probably about three years too late. But we got the match between Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar. And I'm, and then we got Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe. We got all these dream matches we want to see Daniel Bryan in. And Daniel Mustafa. Exactly. And Daniel, like, he's getting healthier as he goes. So Daniel Bryan is one of the the best success stories coming in in 2018. I agree. Would you consider yourself like a Daniel Bryan fan or uh, how would I say it? You know, like, did you think he was ever going to come back to WWE? Um, I mean, I figured he was just going to rock out as a, as a GM till his contract was up. Uh-huh. I didn't, like, like I said, I wasn't expecting him to get cleared. Like, and then, and, and then I wake up Text messages, tweets, Facebook, just on my phone on fire. Daniel Bryan has been cleared. I'm like, this is gonna be a very interesting, a very interesting SmackDown coming up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
uh, along with you know Dan Brown, the main roster, one I couldn't just pick one, so I had to go with all of them, and that's the NXT takeovers. Twenty eighteen, I have said this on the podcast before, that twenty eighteen has been the best year for NXT takeovers. Uh-huh. Each takeover was damn near perfect, if not perfect. I still think my favorite takeover was TakeOver New Orleans. That was during uh, WrestleMania weekend, right? Yeah. But you can't count out war games. You can't count out Brooklyn. You can't count out Philly. Chicago. Chicago. You can't count these things out because they all had more than a more than a great match of the year, not night year on there. Year. First off, NXT Philly had probably the greatest match in NXT history on there with Gorgano versus Amos. Damn, I was there live for that match. The energy in that building in Philly was great. That was the birth, well, well, not the birth, but that was the resurgence of Velveteen Dream that happened that night. Uh-huh. Because, you know, he was over in Philly. That's when we had the Adam Cole, Alistair Black street fight. People forget how good that was. I forgot that happened. Exactly. That was a damn good match. So, and then on top of you, then, then you had TakeOver New Orleans, which you had the North American Championship ladder match. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. The unsanctioned Ciampa versus Gorgano match. A fatal four-way. Like, it was so much stuff that was on that show. That it, oh no 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 that was Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler had a good match too and I was just like you, there's no it's, it's like there's no way to top it and every month I mean well, every time they have a takeover you found out uh, more and more that like War Games I did not expect War Games to be that that damn good and remember War uh, War Games War Games had. What? Uh, Alistair Black and Gorgano, great match. Ciampa and Velveteen Dream, great match. Oh, yep, yep. Oh, War Games 2, okay. Yeah, War Games 2, yeah. Okay, okay. That was a good match. Uh, And then we had Baszler and Kyrie Zane, two out of three falls, good match. And then Riddle squash Ono in the beginning. Good, like, the whole War Games thing, like that, that's probably my second favorite Oh, see, I don't know because, damn. I mean, it, it, it was all good. That's why it was hard to judge them. All the NXT takeovers were good this year. NXT literally took over the pay-per-view scene this year. Your thoughts? Um, NXT, I mean, we've been saying this all year. Like, they've been doing better than the main show, than the main roster. To the point where it's like, we don't even want you guys to move up because you're probably going to, like, we're probably never going to see you in the main roster. So, um, yeah, yeah. NXT 2018 has been phenomenal. The, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The debuts, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, uh, Punishment, uh, uh, uh. Ricochet. Yeah, I, I think, huh? Ricochet. Ricochet, right. The debuts have been crazy this year. Yes. And, um. And and even their storytelling, like I know I know they only go for an hour, but they they we get a couple stories in a good hour, so we get a lot. We get more in an hour than we do three hours, right? 
we get so much more. Um, also, uh, something that was on the WWE Network on there that I wanted to get out also was the Mae Young Classic. I thought the Mae Young Classic this year was way better than the Mae Young Classic last year. It was good last year, but uh, this one was damn near great. I see, like, I was watching all these, and you got the Rhea Ripley's, and you got the, uh, uh, I can't Tony Storm. Of course, Tony Storm. Io Shirai. Io Shirai. Then you got me and Yim that finally signed a contract. You got Lacey Lane. That, that, What's that? Yeah, yo. Uh, she, she definitely gave me that Leo Rush, that Leo Rush vibe when I see, I finally seen her. Yeah, don't she? Yeah. Like she, she just little, but she just keep coming. Right. She just keep coming, and uh, th- and then uh, my homegirl from Nitro, uh, the older Chinese woman. Ah, uh, I know you talking about. I don't remember her name. She made it all the way to the court, like the semifinal. I'm like, I think he's gonna last that long. And that match she had with um Mercedes Martinez. Y'all need to go watch that. If y'all go back and watch anything, y'all gotta go watch that match because that was great. And I'm like, everything about this was good. Of course, you had the finals at the Mae Young Classic. I mean, you had the finals at the WWE Evolution, but uh, I'm telling you, the Mae Young Classic this year, I'm like, okay, this this, this is this is really good here. I really enjoy seeing these women go out here and put it on the line. And then we got Caitlyn back. Caitlyn made a return. Uh, is she, but she's not back for good, though, right? No, she's not back for good, but just to see her again in the tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good, too. So, uh, I mean, we had an unfortunate injury in the tournament. Uh, uh, I forgot what her name was, the one that was supposed to win it, but she got injured. I forgot uh, her name, too. Yeah, her and Rhea Ripley be going at it. But, um, yeah, uh, like I said, I think about the Mania Classic was good. So, I got these last two for my good... And uh, if you got anything, you can add to it after I say these last two things. But, All right. Hold on. I'm, I want to hear these two because there's one that you haven't said yet. And frankly, I'm surprised, but we're going to go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I know it's not going to be this one. I think it's going to probably be my last one. But the one we got the way that nobody's going to talk about in their good list, period. And that's 2K19. That was one of them. That was All one right, of them. Go ahead. Okay. That Pe- was one of them. Peter, a lot of people, you know, I'm a gamer. You know, QFO's a gamer. And, uh, you know, every year when the WGA comes out, you know, it's, you know, less than spectacular. It's good for about a month. And you're kind of done with the game. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a wrestling game. And, you know, it's never going to be no mercy. It's never going to, like, I, I need people to kind of, like, move beyond that. However, I, I want to give credit where credit is due. And I don't think people truly appreciate that WWE 2K19 was a breath of fresh air. It really was. And, you know, they can sit there and down the game and then you, then you can have those naysayers when 2K20 comes out later on this year and they say, man, that 2K19 was trash. It wasn't. It wasn't. Stop. Not at all. We got a whole new My Career mode with, with voiceover actors. We got a in ta- an actual story. In an actual fucking story. Now, and, you know, there's a... There's a there's a towers mode which I love the because like I said I'm a huge Mortal Kombat 
gamer. I'm a fighting game guy. So when I see things like a tournament or a towers, that's good. And what I like is in the DLC, they added more towers. And in the, my career, there's still more towers. I still haven't even done all the towers yet. But I'm just saying, but uh, that's one of the things that they did. I love that mode about it. They brought showcase mode back with Daniel Bryan and made it more of a documentary style because people... Love the showcase mode back in uh, 2K15 and 16, so why not bring it back now? And, uh, like, the list of characters is really just insane. And it, it still gives me shit to do, even in January. Right. Because, right, like I said, I haven't done all the towers yet. I'm still waiting. For, and what I like about, you know, the new moves and stuff, they, they released a new DLC pack, which I got new entrances and stuff now. And I know uh-huh. that may not be big to some people, but having that Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy entrance makes me actually want to play as them. Because before, I didn't want to play as them. Having that Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre entrance, I like it, it. Just it just brings so much life to the game, and I can't wait for next month when we get the you know the Ricochets and the Leo versus of the world, and they keep updating it. I do yeah. believe that Two K Nineteen has been the best Two K since Two K Fourteen. In my I agree. Opinion. And, I agree. Yeah. And I, I I know people are not going to really say it. And people people love to hate, you know. And if you got to recognize when, you know, give credit when credit is due. People keep saying they want no mercy again. I'm like, can y'all please give me other than the season mode? What do you want about no mercy? Because I can run down a whole list on why... This game can beat No Mercy. But no I'm telling you, No Mercy is for the nostalgic feeling. It's for the, the you know the fun you had on N64 and then take yourself so seriously. Well, this right. game is moving in that direction, especially in the my career of not taking itself so fucking seriously. So <laughs> you know, especially all the power ups you can fucking do in that. So I'm like, right. you know, chill yeah, the fuck out. So that that's one of my, my one goods for uh two uh for WD two K in in two thousand eighteen. I just as hope that two K twenty capitalizes on every don't take shit out. Add stuff in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let the women hit the men again in this game. You know, that's one thing I do miss. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I do miss. But you know, anything I be PC now. Um and my last one is all in. That, uh, I, I, God, alright. Go ahead. Okay, uh, you know I do love my indie wrestling, not as much as Chubbs does. No, oh yeah, All In was good. That's not what I was expecting you to say though. Okay, because right. I probably, you know, probably when you say it, I'm probably gonna be like, damn, I, f- I forgot about it. But uh, <clears throat> Cody and the Young Bucks and the whole elite put this indie show together. This huge selling out, ten thousand seats, and did this pay per view type thing for any shows that has never been done before. And you know what? Even if it was a one-off, it was a pretty good one-off. Is it, it was a gr- really good one-off, right? Exactly. Is it the best pay-per-view of 2018? No. But no. it was definitely good for the indies because now look what happened to the indie market now. We got a whole all-elite wrestling promotion that's coming into fruition, and they're selling out Master Square Garden. Do you know... That no wrestling company has sold out Master Square Garden since the McMahons in 1960. I did not know that. 
The 60s is how long the McMahons have owned Madison Square Garden. The 60s. So, bruh, my dad was just born. My dad was like 10 years old in 1960. Okay? My uh, my mom was about 4 years old in 19... Like, it, like this is the shit that happened. Like, for real. And I'm like, the McMahon's have been selling out Madison Square Garden for that long. My dad's almost 70 years old now. That's how long wow. it's been. And now we're, next year, on WrestleMania weekend, we're getting a sold-out indie show in MSG. That is how the importance of All In was for the indie market. And I'm telling you, WWE is running a little bit scared. They're not showing that, but they're running a little bit scared trying to sign all these, uh, you know, talented people so they can't go be part of that show in Madison Square Garden. And the same thing is I want to give a little nod right here to Kenny Omega, who had another great 2018 as well. Uh-huh. And uh, him, um, you know, that match he had with Okada at Dominion, like, that two out of three falls was excellent. And he's the man right now. And if he wants to try WWE, he can. If he wants to stick with his people, he can. But, you know, he's hot. He's a hot if free agent. If Okada joins WWE, the internet is going to break again. Uh, I'm t- look, if Omega joins, it it, it, it it would break the fucking internet. And you guarantee, you look, Roman Reigns ain't there. Kenny Omega's going straight to Raw. He's going straight to Raw to fill that void. Yep. Or he needs to. But what what was one of the best that I forgot? I'm curious. Alright. Uh well one of my personal best that I wasn't expecting you to, to uh add uh uh-huh. but was um the Tongans turning heel and starting the uh firing squad. Oh, okay, yeah. I, that 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 got me back into like watching, you know, at least trying to catch updates of uh the indies. Yeah. But but the one that I'm that I'm shocked that you didn't mention is we 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 have our top five favorite wrestlers, and while our list might not be fully in agreement, there's one wrestler that we both love. Yeah, and that is Bill Goldberg being introduced into the Hall of Fame. You know what? You're right. You're right. You know, I did kind of look over Goldberg going into the Hall of Fame. Because I'm, 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 wow. <laughs> I'm about to say, at first I was about to say if you're talking about Kurt Angle's comeback I'm about to say no thank you no 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 no, no okay no. no but Goldberg what, Goldberg going to the Hall of Fame like yo we got to see one of our favorite wrestlers become Universal Champion and a Hall of Famer exactly in this day and age of wrestling exactly you know I, I that you're absolutely right now Goldberg going into the WWE Hall of Fame it was a big accomplishment I was very I was very happy. I know a lot of people weren't very happy, but I don't care because I'm a huge Goldberg guy, huge Goldberg Mark, Goldberg fan. So him going into the Hall of Fame, yes, I can definitely put that in some of the best. A lot of people probably put that in one of their worst, but me personally, I put it in the best. best. Right along with the Royal Rumble, because again, for those who've been listening, that was my first paper, that was my first event, period. So that's my number one thing of 2018. Yeah, the Royal Rumble was good. But now... We did the first half, trying to get through the second half, and that's the worst. Oh boy. Shit that hit the fan. Shit that made us hate wrestling this year. 
And I have a lot of things to, to go over on the worst list. So I'm going to, you know, and like I said, if I don't have anything, that if you want to add stuff to it, make sure you let me know about it. Just, just like you did. One of the things that pissed me off about 2018, well, you know, I'm going to say that, I'm going to say that for the end. So I'm going to say that for the end. But anyway, I'm going to go with this. The end of Rusev Day. Uh-huh. You know, Aiden English and Rusev had something really slick going on. I enjoyed the whole team interest of everything on Rusev Day. And he was hot. Like, remember when, like I said, I don't know how many shows you've been to, but every time I would go into an arena between the year of 2015 to 2017, before the show started, you know where everybody was chanting? Rusev Day. No. New Day Rocks. That's how hot the New Day was. So when Rusev Day became a de- a thing, every show I went to in 2018 and the end of 2017 was Rusev Day. Chance. All right. All the time. And I'm like, okay, if they capitalized with the New Day, they got to capitalize with Rusev Day, but they didn't. And they let him lose and lose and lose. Then they broke up him and Aiden English. Now, don't get me wrong. He still gets the Rusev Day cheers now, but it's not the same anymore. Right. And him and Lana, it just, the him and Lana dynamic was great when she had the bun and the business suits. She was like, Rusev, crush. That's that's a lot I like. This Lana now, just come out there trying to look sexy and look like, you know, uh, Jessica Rabbit. It, it, it's not, you know, for me. Hell no, it's not working. Yeah, it's not working for me. And the dynamics not working either. And I'm like, Rusev can talk. Rusev is entertaining, but he needed that Aiden English. Was like, what's, what's Aiden English doing? Nothing. Uh, nothing. I think he, I don't know. I think he recently has came out, but I don't remember. Yeah, Aiden Day ain't a thing. So I'm just like, why would y'all do such a thing like that? So that's one of my words. How do you feel about the, the end of Rusev Day? Um... It sucked. It sucked. And, um, I mean, people don't even chant it. And y'all tried to be slick by giving him the U.S. title, which is cool and all, but that experiment, y'all killed it. Y'all ruined it. So, whatever. Here go another one. I was going to try to wait for this one, but I can't. Just do it. It's a double package here. Crown Jewel and the return of Shawn Michaels. Who ever thought that me saying the return of the H- HBK, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, the return after retirement as one as the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, would be on my worst list, Bruh. This is the, the, the this is my my issue because you know unfortunately that match that he had. It's going to be the last match that's going to be ingrained in a lot of these wrestling fans' minds. The last match I remember from Shawn Michaels was him and Undertaker in 2010 at WrestleMania 26. Went out on top. Went out great. He had hair. He comes back. He's yeah. bald. And don't get me wrong. Shawn Michaels, if he wants to, can still do it. But when you're in the ring with Undertaker, who, who can't do it, 
Kane, who can't do it, and Triple H, who tore his peck in the beginning of the match. That match was the epitome of why the hell are y'all still doing this? It's like watching old people go out on the field and try to play football one last time. Why are y'all doing this? And I agree. Sean does a moonsault from the top. These two veterans, they got 40, 50 plus years of experience between both of them. Couldn't catch the man. What? There's 205 years of life in that ring. And on top of all that, the whole thing with Saudi Arabia and the crown jewel thing was a black stain on the WWE, especially after they murdered that journalist and they continued to do business with them and they just wanted everything to kind of just go away and them thinking that if they don't pronounce Saudi Arabia on the microphone was going to make everything make the difference. No, that whole show was a mess. That whole Shawn Michaels return was a mess. And what's messed up is Shawn Michaels deserves a lot better. He does. Because he did everything he could to try to carry that, everything he could to try to carry that match. I'm just like, to the point, that match was so bad and that memory was so bad, I actually want Shawn Michaels to come back out and have another match with somebody else because that was a disgrace. Your thoughts? Well, here's, and my thing with it was, I didn't want him out of retirement anyway, so. I agree. This just, just him, like, I'm on record saying I did not want this man out of retirement. Um, then, then, then I see he has no hair. That's just so uncomfortable to look at. Ball Shawn Michaels is very uncomfortable to look at. Yeah, I, the, the match was a it was a shit show from what I heard because I didn't go back to watch it. Oh yeah, please don't please. It, it, it was a half an hour of bull, like after the the best metaphor for that match is when Shawn Michaels punched Kane. And his mask flew off. Oh my god! The whole mask, and I was just like, "This is the epitome. This is the biggest metaphor for this matchup right here. It really is." Um, so I don't have to rant and rave on that. Going on, the fall of Oscar in 2018. How did you know what? It's like we gave WWE a loaded gun. And we said, here, it's only a five-inch difference between your hand to your kneecap. All I need you to do is shoot your kneecap. Somehow, somehow, they missed and shot themselves in the back of the head. How did you drop the ball on Oscar like that? We went from Oscar dominating in NXT to coming in, winning the Women's Royal Rumble, dominating the first half of 2018, then takes her first loss to Oscar in a, I mean in, to Charlotte in a good WrestleMania match, and what happens? Oscar is losing to Carmella in shark cages. Now, granted, I called that just because Ellsworth was there, so I'm not. I'm, I mean, I. It's, it's right. We're right to be mad at that, but we had to see that coming. Oscar Ellsworth made an appearance back. Oscar has taken legit shots in the face from men. 
she has gotten brutalized in Japan when she was canter by men. She is a train killer. And that train killer gets distracted by James Ellsworth. That train killer gets pushed into a shark cage and that takes her out. This train killer is out there dancing with Naomi. This train killer has Yeah, there's a reason why. That this train killer is c- coming and talking to Triple H like a minstrel show. She when Triple H said, Who would you want to defend your championship against at Royal Rumble? And no lie, this woman, I mean this woman put her hands up like a minstrel show and said, Nobody is ready for Oscar. What? Yeah. Even though she won the championship, they single-handedly killed Oscar. And I seen the pain in Triple H's face like, what the fuck happened to you? Because it ain't my fault. Because Triple H did good with Oscar. Vince, on the other hand, turned her into a minstrel show. Remember back in the day when you used to ask Asuka a question and she just cursed you out in Japanese? Yep. I was scared of that woman. Now, I'm at a place where I know that my son could probably kick Asuka's ass. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. And that was the fall of Asuka. You gotta let me know how'd you feel about that? Um... They, they they definitely ruined her, uh, especially with the with the whole with the, the whole thing with her and Naomi was just a bunch of stereotypes. Like, so what you know about bundles? Like, oh my god, y'all doing the Miss Kim thing? Yeah, like please so, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they they already did it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, it's the same thing with Rusev. Like, y'all trying to be slick by giving her the title. Okay, like we'll see. But I mean, but she's she's not intimidating. No more. That's what I'm saying. She's not intimidating no more. Up there dancing. And I mean, the only time she was adorable was on Instagram, and that's how I liked it. Cause yeah. Instagram. That's the only time she was adorable. But now it's just like, what do y'all? What, what, what did y'all do, man? Y'all like uh, just because they're God. Japanese. Just because they're Japanese, they don't mean they have to be happy. Like Kyrie's right. they could be warriors. It's it's um it, it was sad and, and uh also I have here uh <coughs> excuse me Brock Lesnar as the Universal Champion. Where he been? You know you know what? Still looking for him. <coughs> this man now. First of all, Brock Lesnar. He was at the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. SummerSlam Survivor Series. He did his big four that he was contracted uh-huh. to do. However, they did try to get the bell Brock Lesnar. One of the things that's on my worst list, um, like I guess I'm gonna say for last, because you know they, they put the belt back on Lesnar, and I think that's one of the reasons why Monday Night Raw's in the state of sin because there's no champion there. There's no champion there, and. I like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is an intimidating factor, but the problem with Brock Lesnar is it's not really him. He's doing what he, he contractly is going to do, and he wants his money. Fine. 
Vince is the one giving these okays to make it seem like Brock's the right guy for the oldest championship. He not. Right. And Brock just want to go back and fight anyway. I'm like, Brock could come back and be an attraction here in WWE. You can still have him on a contract on the side to come back and do specialty type matches to boost ratings, but not as your champion. Not Brock as your champion. I'm sorry. I mean, I agree. you know, he was all, terrible. Yeah. Terrible pick. He was hot in 2014 and 2015, but I'm like, but when he grabbed that championship for the first time, I was like, now this, and it's not good. And Brock is on, Brock going to work when he want to work. And Brock knows who to work with. He did, had great matches with Dan Bryan, AJ Styles, not Dean Ambrose though, but, uh, nope. Don't I, remind me. Exactly. I, I think he will have a good match with Seth Rollins, which, you know, like I said, I, I want to see that match in WrestleMania, but I'm overseeing him and Finn Balor. I don't, I don't ever want to see that match because I already know how that shit going to be. Terrible. And, uh, which, by the way, Finn Balor took a nosedive this year, too. And the only time we got the demon oh, was against God. Baron... only time we got the demon was against Baron Corbin. Ah, he was demon versus AJ, wasn't he? That was last year. Oh, God. That was December of last year. Well. Yeah, I know. They, they killed him. Exactly. So, Brock Lesnar being universal champion, definitely... Uh, one of the worst this year. Also, your girl, Nia Jax. Oh, my God. They done ruined my baby. Yeah, Nia Jax is only on this list because she single-handedly ruined the end of 2018. <laughs> she single-handedly, no pun intended, she single-handedly ruined the end of 2018. She did. She changed the card. One punch changed the card. Like Saitama. One punch changed the whole (laughs) thing. And she uh, messed up Becky Lynch's nose. Then she joined the group and became the Mild Samoans, said by Salamaster with Tamina. And uh, that sucked. And she had a terrible promo on Raw. That's, I'm like, the whole thing, the whole Nyatex experiment, I was just like, you know, this is just not good. And you know, it's messed up because she could have had a good year because at the beginning of the year, she was doing that uh, feud with Alexa Bliss, won the title off of her. Won the title. And then all of a sudden, she goes into the whole anti-bullying thing. I'm like, okay, don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. And uh, that's what happened. And now, next thing you know, she... You know, needs some more help, and she single-handedly ruined the bottom half of 2018. Your thoughts on that? Um, again, uh, y'all know I love me some Nia Jax, man, but they, they, they ruined it. Um, I didn't like, like, even with her cutting the promos, it's like, why are you, why are you, the way she was talking, it's like, why are you, why are you talking like that? I hate the Valley like, Girl thing. I don't like the Valley yeah. Girl thing. It's like why are you why are you talking talk regular? And um Yeah, I just feel like um they could have did better. They could have did better. Uh I don't know why y'all had her destroy Alexa Bliss on the grandest stage of them all, just to have them, you know, kind of partnered up again. Yeah. What was the whole point of that? Was- so, um and then yeah, I mean, I guess she she's still green. 
as we can see, because she really hit the shit out of Becky and just changed up the entire card. Fucked up my points, by the way. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. Absolutely. So I'm down to my final two things on uh, worst of 2018. And I, I don't know if you got any other worst. But uh, number one, uh, not, not number one, but the one that was part of it also, Monday Night Raw, the whole Raw, uh-huh. gets worse of 2018 for me. This has been the, don't get me wrong, there have been bad Raws. When the show has been on 20 plus years, you're going to have some bad Raws. They're not all going to be good. But out of... Back to back? Uh, back to, bruh, this year has been the year where the most... Bad Raws have occurred, including that November show, which we we dubbed the worst Raw ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the ratings have literally been down. And one, there's no Universal Champion on your show, and the whole Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre experiment has been, you know, garbage. And you know what? To the people out there who want to keep trying to defend Raw. You are part of the problem. Yep. You are part of the problem. Anytime the McMahon's got a show, look, this is in history, okay? Ever since Vince McMahon stopped officially being on television as an on television character, every time Vince comes back, it's because the ratings are low. Vince showed up on SmackDown, okay? Vince ain't show up on SmackDown. To, to be a, like a character since like 2002. No, 2003. I'm sorry. Damn. Wow. It's been a while. So, you know, and, and, and on top of that, the way they handle Raw, as you see, Raw just swept uh, SmackDown Survivor Series. They don't give a shit about SmackDown. So, Raw just swept them at the whole Survivor Series thing. And SmackDown didn't give a shit about it. So, they... And, you know, this, this is going to be their show that's going to be on Fox. You know? So, okay. But now, when you go to Monday Night Raw, and you look at the things that, that go on, and you have people out here that are saying, you know, oh, everything about Raw is not bad, and everything's not bad. It is bad. It's bad. And you know what? I know what Raw's for. Raw's for, for people like my son. It's for the kids these days. But you do have the diehard fans, because... Kids don't have no jobs to go take their selves to no wrestling event. They don't. Right. They don't. These kids don't got no job to get no money to buy these video games. These kids don't got no job to get money to buy all this merchandise off WWE shop. These kids don't have a television that the parents pay for to watch the tel- the TV show on cable. That is us. That is us so there are two kinds of fan bases you got your your kids and then you got your 18 through your 34 you, you you're not going to please the old school anymore I, i'm talking about from, from like your hogan eras you're not yeah. gonna, you're not going to please the people anymore that era is just done however you have i don't know a, why y'all keep trying to bring him back either exactly but y'all have a demographic right now where uh y'all <clears throat> excuse me Y'all, y'all need to at least cater to those fans that watched in the Attitude Era, that watched in the early 90s, that watched 
uh, in Rufus Aggression because that's what keeps us selling. All the fans ain't dumb. Kids got a short attention span. They do. But you got that's why you got to learn how to mix it up. And Raw has been lazy. You got Very lazy. You got a writing team of 20, <coughs> excuse me, 20-something writers. And you mean to tell me not one of them have one creative idea amongst all of them? And they are still doing even Steven's book. It's like, you got to be kidding me to the point where they throw it all on Baron Corbin. As much as I hate Baron Corbin, I'm like, that's not right to try to get him heat like that. And all these McMahons are coming back and they're saying the McMahons are taking over like they haven't been taking over already. Okay, they, they already work in the back. But Vince is tone deaf. So the best thing you guys can probably hope for is when this XFL starts off next year. Oh, God. And Vince McMahon is trying to do more business with his XFL. You can hope that Triple H will take over more responsibilities and can help make, you know, a good Raw. Right. But while we on the subject of the McMahons coming back, SmackDown ain't so innocent. Y'all got rid of probably one of the best GMs y'all had in a while. That's yeah. bullshit. Exactly. To bring back to, you know, to, to forego see this McMahon storyline. Like, we need another McMahon storyline. We don't. We don't. And, uh, like, so, Monday Night Raw does not get a pass. The people out here who defending Raw, you can say what you want. You are part of the problem. Anytime somebody cannot let somebody else know what their problem is, you are now becoming part of the problem. And Raw, I have, ever since that first Raw, I have not watched a full episode of Raw since then. Me neither. I just looked at the results online. Exactly. And that's why I mean, and then that's why I just looked at the results during the holiday ones, because like, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm leaving, then I gotta come back, we got the Christmas party and all that, I'm leaving again for Christmas, I'm not watching wrestling. Exactly. There's better things to do within my life to watch Raw or even SmackDown right now. Now, of course, come 2019, I'm going to get back into the swing of things, but that's just what it is. And I'm like, okay, well, Raw needs to, you know, they got to do something better. Now, usually they book good from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, but I don't need just a three-month booking show. I need something that's going to be good for the year. There should never be this many bad Raws in one year. Not at all. It should never be that way. And you can blame it on Christmas. We, you can blame it on Monday Night Football. That this is your life? Huh? Did we get that this is your life this year? No, that was last year. That was last year? Oh, yeah. but we got that press conference. So, I mean, we got the same thing anyway. Okay. Exactly. So, that's what it is. And my last bet for WWE, even though I know that there's, there's more out there, but one of my last bets is the worst is... Roman Reigns having leukemia. Ah, uh, yep. That's that's what I thought. Yeah. Roman Reigns, you know, they have been building Roman Reigns up since 2014 to be able to get into that limelight. And, yep. you know, they this whole him and Brock Lesnar saga went on uh, two years too long. But uh-huh. they finally found a way to get the belt off Brock Lesnar and give it to Roman Reigns. Very anticlimactic, but it doesn't matter. He had he had the belt on him. So I was going to see what kind of things Roman Reigns could do with the belt. But unfortunately, he comes out 
he's not Roman Reigns. He's Joe Aranati. And he says that he uh, would live with leukemia and now it's back. It like stopped my heart. Yep. Because, you know, you see wrestlers get sick. You see wrestlers go down. But when it's the top guy, can you imagine Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock, John Cena saying, hey, I got leukemia for the second time. Right. Yeah, and it's like, that's a pill you don't want to swallow. That's a pill that you personally just do not want to swallow. And um, it was very heartbreaking. He had to... We're not going to probably see the the earliest we can see Roman Reigns is 2020. Because I've seen, you know, they've been showing some pictures. He's been out at some like football games and stuff like that. Yeah, and, he's been out at football games and all that. And what's going to happen is he's starting to lose that mass. And um, even if I got all the faith in the world he can beat this the second time the issue is he gotta get back into shape yeah you can't just say okay the cancer's in, in remission you beat leukemia are right, you gonna be on Raw next Monday no no hell no Bro, you gotta you gotta get back into ring shape you gotta get back into shape period like you know you, you gotta get that muscle back cause cancer just, it, it, he got leukemia cancer of the blood it's gonna destroy your body Mm-hmm. So, people will say, you know, maybe 2019 or middle 2019, like, bruh, this ain't no pectoral muscle tour. This ain't no ACL tour. This man got cancer. This man will be blessed to come back even at all. Unfortunately, as hard as it is to say that, that is a real possibility. He may not come back at all. And that's the scary thing about it. That's the, yeah. You know, I as, mean, as it being your time, you know, Seth Rollins ain't crying because Roman Reigns is going to be gone for five months. Seth Rollins is crying because he knows that one or three things could happen. Roman could be gone for a long time. His career could be over or he could die. That's just the way it is. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Yeah. And hearing that news, as soon as you hear somebody has cancer or leukemia, that's the first thing you hear. It's, it's unfortunate. The first thing I think of is, oh, my God, it, they, they may die. It's kind of like back in the day when, when you heard somebody had AIDS for the first time or HIV. Oh, boy. Yeah. See, see, see now you're, lo- you're a little bit more smarter. You say, you got HIV, I'm HIV positive. All right, we can control it so it won't turn into full-blown AIDS. But back then, you heard HIV. Like, when Magic Johnson came out and said, I got H- I'm got HIV positive, I'm like, Magic Johnson's going to die. <laughs> As that was, Magic Johnson's going to die. However, Magic Johnson came out, played another year of basketball, and is still living today. Uh-huh. So, I'm not saying, but you know, that that's just the initial fear because... Roman Reigns could, you know, beat this leukemia thing and live the rest of his life and live to, you know, be good 60, 70 years old. However, the issue with that is he may not be able to wrestle again, though. That's the problem. But, you know, he's in good spirits. 
He keeps his faith. He has his faith. You know, say that's all you can do, especially right. where, where the world is so evil. You know, and I'm like, he just puts God in control, which that's that's what you have to do in these kind of situations. But it's very unfortunate that you that your top guy, your universal champion, has to give up the belt because he has cancer. So, you know, your thoughts hearing, you know, when Roman first said it. Um, man, we're talking about this again. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I was at work and it just made me stop everything. I'm like, why is he in street clothes? And then he, you know, he goes through, he does the whole story. He's like, I, I've been living with leukemia. I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, this is not happening. But I mean, such is life. And, you know, we just gotta, just gotta have, I mean, we just gotta have faith. That everything will be all right, and um, and um, you know, I, from what I've been seeing, all the uh, pictures and videos of him being out, uh, he he still looks good. But yeah. here comes all the naysayers, like, oh man, it must be a work. How you got cancer? And you didn't lose your hair, and I'm like, that shit doesn't happen until chemotherapy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, like, like, like right. People like, are very ignorant. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You guys are fucking ignorant, man. But nevertheless, we just, you know, I have faith he'll be back. No time soon, but he'll be back. That's what I'm saying. So, so it, him, dad, like, I, I, I see him coming back like 2020. Like 2019 yeah. is out. I think that's out. But I think, like, if you want to pull for, like, a SummerSlam 2020, I can see that. I think that's, I think that's believable. But like I said, it's all about getting the cancer under control first. Once you do that, then you can go and uh, focus on anything like that. But you know, you know, it's very unfortunate. But I, I'm glad that when I look back at these wrestling pictures, I got to see him when I got to see him. Right. You know, back then when I don't want to see Roman Reigns, everybody hating on Roman Reigns and don't want to see him. I'm like, y'all, it's a character. I want to go meet the man. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And he was a very nice guy. And I'm like, but then you know, looking back on, I'm like, I'm glad I got that. I'm glad I got that time to meet him. But yeah, that was the, the worst, of, the best and worst of WWE. Did I forget anything, Q-Flood, that you wanted to add to the worst? Um, I mean, I probably would add the, the whole Braun Strowman experiment. Like, y'all had yeah. this man, y'all had this man dominating every match last year. We get to this year, he's, he's getting beat up, he's getting his ass kicked, he got squashed at, in, in Saudi Arabia. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking that with a grain. But, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm making that bigger than it seems. But I don't know. That's just me. And mm. another thing is Johnny fucking Gark. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, that's it though. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, I want to go over real quick the ones that are no longer with us, who yeah. are hopefully in a better place right now. The wrestling deaths that just happened this past year. And there have been there have been a lot of them, but I'm going to talk about uh, the, the most no, uh, notable ones that came up. Uh, Jim Nyhart, Natty's dad uh-huh. passed away. Nikolai Volkov passed away. Matt Capitelli passed away, who was a contestant on Tough Enough uh, back when the Miz was on Tough Enough, I believe it was, and he was a very good. And then he had a, um, I think it was brain cancer, I believe it was. He, he died very young. He was only 38 years old. Uh, speaking of young, 
Brian Christopher Grandmaster Sexay. Yeah. Uh, passed away to, you know, uh, of course, Jerry Lowe's looking into the case right now, but apparently it's a, of suicide from being in jail. He had a lot of problems going on with him as well, which is very unfortunate. Um, one of my favorites that hurt me hard, Vader. Oh, God, that was this year. Yeah, it was this year. Vader was one is one is one of my top ten favorite uh, wrestlers of all time. And Vader, you know, passed away. This year, uh, Bruno San Martino in April passed away. Mm-hmm. Living yep. legend Bruno San Martino, who you know sold out Madison Square Garden so many damn times. The Dynamite Kid uh, just passed away just recently. That was recent. Yep. Yeah, Larry Henning, which is Curtis Axel's grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, passed away. And Brickhouse Brickhouse Brown. Passed away early, uh, early this year. He was with that same weekend, I believe, with Brian Christopher and Nikolai Volkov. So <clears throat> may all of them rest in peace. And uh, I mean, we gonna talk about the recent one, or is that for another podcast? That's for another podcast. Okay. I, I, I don't want to skim over that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, now let's get into it. Top five matches of 2018. Lot of matches, lot of events, lot of everything. So, you want to go number by number, or you want to give the whole list, and then I give my whole list. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, number for number. Okay. So my number. You got an honorable mention because I got an honorable mention. I do have an honorable mention. Uh, well, I got a lot okay. of honorable mentions. To be honest with you. Oh wow! I just hey. got the one. Uh, what's up? What's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is uh, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. That was a great one. I lo- yeah, I had to go back, make sure I was getting the right. They done wrestled so many times. But exactly. I had yeah. to go back, make sure I grabbed, yeah. Yeah, the one at but SummerSlam yeah, like was the best one. My honorable mentions, uh, I-, I will definitely go with that one. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor on Raw back uh, in February, I believe it was. Uh, <laughs> back when he... First brought back the curb stop this year. Oh yeah, yeah, I I, I love that match. Um, Orny Lorca and Danny Burch versus Undisputed Era at Takeover Chicago. That was a good match. That that, that I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that match was uh, you know, just like uh, Shinsuke versus AJ Last Man Standing Money in the Bank. I really enjoyed that matchup. Okay. And the War Games two matchup. The whole war games. Wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All, right, all right. Okay. Our list is going to probably be different then. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> coming in at number five, I have. Ready for. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey Survivor Series 2018. Wow. You know what? I thought we was about to have the same one. <laughs> wow. Because, see, that match right there, I didn't expect nothing from that match. It was a last-minute change. And, boy, uh-huh. did they go balls to the wall with that match up there. They Ronda did. was bleeding. Charlotte was getting, you know, her shirt was all fucked up. They had a fight. That was a, yeah. They had a fight. And I, I, I to the point where I was like, that's why it probably wasn't the main event. Because nobody thought it was going to be that good yet. And I'm like, if Becky and Ronda have a one-on-one match, 
you got a lot of shit to top because that match was really good, especially being it on the fly. Yep. So what's your number? What's your number five? My number five is Charlotte versus Becky. Last one in standing at Evolution. Wow, it's on my list, but it's not number five. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just like I like that whole match. It was. I mean, we got to see heel Becky unchained like she, we ain't have to worry about no disqualifications or whatever so she could really fuck some shit up and charlotte was just not giving up to the point where becky was looking like all right hold on let's talk about this even though we knew she was lying but still like, exactly yeah it was just a good match for me man uh my number four is tomaso Ciampa versus velveteen dream war games 2 yo this is crazy <laughs> okay go ahead because go it, to this day, I'm still saying 2018 has been the year of the dream, and he's had good matches with Cassius Ono, to EC3, to Ricochet, to Giant Gorgano, to Tommaso Ciampa. And I think, I don't, no matter how good all the matches were, and even his Alistair Black match last year, which was match of the year for NXT, I think that this one was Velveteen Dream's Best match to date. That was a good match. Best I'm, match I'm, to date. I forgot about. And I, him and Chopper, cause I, I, when I seen Gorgano and Amos, I mean, I mean Gorgano and um Black right before, I was like, "There's no way Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Chopper can top this matchup." And they found a way. To, I said this match is going to have to be equally as good or better, and they found a way to do that. And that's why it's my number four on this list. Okay, man, we are. It's like it's like we 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 head to the same superstars, but not the same match. Gotcha. My number four, and it's the only time, it's the only time I'll make acknowledge this man. It's Johnny Gargano versus Ciampa, Chicago Street Fight. That street fight was a good street fight. That was a good street fight. It was probably one of the best that I've seen in a long time, man. The storytelling in it was just crazy from him taking... He took the man's wedding ring, hawk spitting through it. Like, that... God, exactly. that was disrespectful. And then he still lost. He, he still lost. How, how? Like... The, the callbacks in that match were just phenomenal. Right. They Everything they set up, they always went back and, and tackled it. Because I was like, what about that table he had left on the outside? Is he ever going to get back to that table? And, you know, but they, they got back to it. And I'm like... They got back to it. Yeah, all that stuff. And then the, the, the finish on the plywood, I think out of all three of their matches, that was the best one. That was the best one. Yeah, it was. All right. My number three on uh my list here. Oh, let me make sure I put it in the right order. Yes, is last, last woman standing. Becky versus Charlotte at Evolution. Okay. I have that high, higher because uh, one, it was the first ever. And Becky Lynch showed that she and Charlotte showed that they're a player that they could take some legit bumps. And I'm sorry, this is no disrespect to my girl, but they took harder bumps than Sasha did in that Hell in a Cell. With Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, Charlotte, oh, yeah. and, and Sasha took some bumps. Buried, but, didn't she get, didn't Charlotte get buried? <coughs> under, she got buried under a table, right? 
Oh uh, yes, she, she got buried under the, underneath all them chairs, and then she got back up. The only issue with the match I had was that the referee was telling everybody that Charlotte was up, and she really wasn't up yet. Right. So that's why I was just like, okay, ref got to do a better job at that, and you know, superstars, superstars got to do better the timing at that. But I, that's my number three. You know what though? I won't kill the ref too bad because there's slow motion videos where he had to help them out a couple times. Yeah, like he, he had to slide, he had to slide the chair to Becky. He had to hold Charlotte up when she had to hold. He had to like hoist her. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm gonna kill the ref too bad on that. All right. So what's your number three? My number three. Let me go back to my list. Now, please do not kill me. This is not me being biased. I really did enjoy this match. That's Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano uh, at War Games. That. That was a good, even though he got his ass kicked, that was a good match. That was a good, yo, he caught the man with his foot and yeah. kicked him in the face again. That was, yo, I, I love Alistair Black, bro. I love Alistair Black. He's becoming like, uh, he's getting up there like like Goldberg love for me right yeah. now. Like That is like the better version of Steve Blackman right there. Cause, uh, yes. That, that, that martial arts stuff that he got going on, that, you're right, to catch Johnny with his foot and then to bring him back up, yo. Yeah, that was a that was really good. Uh, my number two, I was debating which one's gonna go first, which one's gonna go, go second, but I figured it out. My number two is the North American Championship ladder match. Adam Cole. Wow, okay, yeah, we ain't, we ain't got the same ones. Wow. Yeah. Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream versus Lars Sullivan, Killian Dame. And the debuting Ricochet and EC3. Damn, that was a good. Yes, that was a good one. That was every person. First of all, that was probably the great. That was the greatest ladder match this year. Each person had time to shine. Both big men, Lars Sullivan and Killian Dame, were booked to look like monsters. Like monsters. I don't know what happened to Killian Dame now, but they were booked to look like monsters. Velveteen Dream. He's doing from Sanity, right? Yeah. Okay. Velveteen Dream showed that he can hang. Then uh, we also had um, Adam Cole being Adam Cole. Then we had the debut of Ricochet and EC3. Everybody just wanted to see what the hell they was going to do. EC3, you know, I see his wrestling stuff before, but everybody wanted to see what Ricochet was going to do, and Ricochet did not disappoint. Mm, not at all. To the point where I thought he was actually going to probably win it, but Adam Cole won the North American Championship, greatest ladder match this year, won my second greatest of 2018. All right. My number two match of the year. Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. What's the uh, Survivor Series? I believe. Which match? Because they fought a lot this year. Which match was it? Was it the... I believe it was Survivor Series. The one that I watched. Okay, I didn't know if you watched the No DQ one or 205 Live or not. Nah, I didn't. Okay. Even though I heard that match was, like, outstanding. But no, I, I didn't see that one. Okay. I was okay. trying to make sure I got the pay-per-view right. That's why I had the question okay, mark. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it was Survivor Series. However... In my personal opinion, I think you should probably go check out the No DQ one they had on 205 Live because I think that match is better. I mean, it's a No DQ match, but... 
No, All right, no, I'll check it out. No, even though it's because you can have bad no DQ matches. I mean, I've seen them. However, I'm saying <laughs> the way that they utilize stipulation, I'm talking about, is what makes it okay. good. So yeah, but um, but I like this match anyway. A Survivor Series. Oh no, it was a pretty. It was a really good match. It was. It was a really good matchup. Uh, and I like that they got on the main card as well. Uh, my number one match of 2018, I can't go against it no matter what I do. I just can't go against it. And that's Giant Gargano versus Andrade Cianamas take over Philly. Take over Philly. You were in the building. Yes, I was in the building for what they called the greatest match in NXT history. And it lived up. That was dirty. Five minutes of car crash drama. You don't understand, like, the road that I was in. I thought it was just us. Because we had uh, a Latino guy in front of us, right? He was amped uh-huh. for the whole thing because he was he was for Amos, obviously. Right. I'm like, look, representation matters, okay? So go ahead and support your culture, bro. And the people around us and everybody in the building was hype. Near fall after near fall. To the point where it wasn't... They knew how to do a match of near falls without wasting so many finishing moves. Right. And when he hit Gorgano with the draping hammerlock DDT from the top rope, I said, God. Ugh. And Chopper came back that same night. People forget after the end, after Amos won clean, because he thought he was went dirty, Amos won clean, Chopper came back the same night. And attacked that was, the, that, was, that was, yeah, I was about to say, that was after the heel turn, right? Yeah. And hit, okay. him with the, hit him with the crutch. I'm just like, what? Like, what? Like, all this stuff. Because everybody was like, is Chopper going to come back? And he comes back and attacks him with the, yo, everything. Everything about that that matchup was picture perfect. I agree with Dave Meltzer, five stars. Right. Okay. My number one, for me, in my opinion, Uh War Games 2. I've never seen a War Games match before. I didn't see the first. I didn't see the first one at NXT. I didn't see all the old school ones back in the old school days. This was my first War Games match ever. And I was just all over the place. Just all over the place. I, don't, I was like, Ricochet came out of nowhere in the air. Like, I don't know where he came from. I just seen him land. Yes. The storytelling was cool when they locked out Uh, they locked out Pete Dunne. Uh-huh. That was that was genius heel work from Undisputed Era. Uh, uh, War Machine was, uh, War Raiders was in there just, just being big guys. I, I think one of them did a drop kick or something. I don't know, but... I know they can move for some big fellas. It, it was it was it was great to me. It was I, gr- I've never I've never gone back to watch a pay per view match more than twice until War Games two. That I will say that was good because um, I like this one better than the first War Games they had. And if you ever want to watch some War Games, I got a whole DV, a whole Blu Ray of the old wars old school War Games matches that are pretty good because back then you had to win by submission or knockout. Oh wow! Yeah, so that that's how it was, and and the cage had a roof, but we we, we couldn't get uh, Ricochet doing his double rotation moonsault. So 
You know, these I thought things, he did do it. No, he. No, I'm I, don't, saying, I don't know. He, no, no, no. Like he, I said, it was, it was a lot of adrenaline in that match. I said he so. did do it. I'm just saying, if he if we had a roof, he wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. So I, you know what? They're all great lists. The one match I do want to say that is on my list that's not WWE related is Kenny Omega versus uh, Okada, two out of three falls at Dominion. New Japan okay. Pro Wrestling Dominion. <clears throat> 63, I don't know if it was 63 minutes or 70 minutes long. The match was long, but it didn't feel long. And it was two out of three falls. And Kenny Omega finally wins the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I did. I did really. I really enjoyed his match. At, well, who was that? Uh, Pentagon? At All In? Yes, at All In. With Pentagon and, was really and good, Jericho too. And Yeah. And see you at the cruise. I'm like, you right. You're right. I, I'm all for that. I, like I said, the only thing about the Pentagon match with me was it was it, it could have been longer. I wanted it to be longer. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think Okada, Okada, and who's that? Uh, Hangman Page. No, 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 no. Oh, Marty uh, Scroll, no. Marty Scroll, Marty Scroll. Yeah, that that match took forever. It did take forever. And I'm a huge Okada guy, but that match just took forever. It did, but you know, I mean, it's all good. But once again, guys, that is our twenty. 20- 18. I just I just thought of something for the bad. What, what you think, <laughs> Joey, Joey? Joey Ryan returning. <laughs> oh my god! You know, with the with the inflatable dicks. Yeah, we gotta go now. <laughs> yeah, we, we we gotta go, guys. Uh, thank you for joining uh joining with us. Make sure you uh, come back here every single Sunday. I'll have the tires up every single Sunday. It will be the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. If there's power in me and there's air in me every Sunday, we're going to work on consistency this year. You guys will hear the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly and the production company we're a part of. Check out both sides and uh, the Market Dark Show. Check us out. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerd Gas Talk Podcast, the Turntable Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and... Uh, Drunk Thoughts Sober Tongues podcast. Make sure you guys check out all this great content that we got coming for you 2K uh, 2K19 in 2019. And uh, remember, the theme of our thing is hashtag consistency. That's what we're going to be doing here at Nerd Coalition. So, uh, once again, we're about to end it. And uh, make sure you guys stay tuned. We have, like I said, we're doing double the content. So stay tuned for the other podcasts as well. Uh, that we're going to be doing because we're going to be giving a tribute talk about Mean Gene who passed away was it this morning just yesterday right on New Year's like Day yesterday yeah oh yeah yesterday the day after New Year's so I'm like wow start off 2019 with a bang right so um, right. yeah we're going to do all that stuff but once again this is NC a place to be chill to stay in D and the man admit the reality Q-Flow flow the rookie alright everybody take it easy alright and Q-Flow take us out To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C.
imagine your new bathroom? A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. 